This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Time flies by when the night is young. Daylight shines on an undisclosed location. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. Today I am joined by a good friend of mine. I am joined by the wonderful Scott McGlynn. How are you doing, Scott? I'm really well. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. I've been really excited to get you on for a while. Oh, okay. And uh, I mean, I've been, I've been stalking your social media and you're just doing all the things at the minute. Like, it's, it's almost like you, you can't make up your mind. You're doing so many amazing things. So you do, you, sure. you're doing your whole <laughs> activism side of things. And I know last year you were doing a load of things around cyberbullying. You're yes. currently working on a book. You're doing your podcast. You're just all over the place. Yes, I am. So, so my, my hands in so many pots. So many. Is, is that so a thing? Pots. I always say fingers in pies. Hands in oh, pots. Is yeah, that a thing? Pots. Hands in pots. I like yes. that. There's so many things come in pots. It's so much better, right? Like jam and peanut butter. <laughs> enough pie person. So it's just a sticky mess. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, so, so <laughs> tell tell me a little bit about kind of what you're working on right now. Uh, I've just finished the book, so that's just been submitted for the second time. So I think the publishers like it. So I think it's literally going to, it's just like the book cover work now and proofreading and stuff like that. Um, and hopefully it's out like later this year. I'm that's hoping. exciting. Um, so what, but what, tell, me, tell me about the book. So some people may know this already. So like a couple of years ago, I released this book but um it didn't go the way i wanted it to go okay um and that's how i kind of got my name on the grid right uh, like you know with the like the gay press and people like started to say you know who i was from the book and then i my name i i say this badly so like i, I say it honestly but like so my name started to grow a bit and people knew to start to know who i was yeah but then uh the publisher we call her was based in america so she kind of changed our words like uk british words sure to like american style right like for example when it was if it's beer if it's like bin she says trash if it's like walking along the <sighs> pavement she said walking along the sidewalk you know I, stuff I, like that i never with all, with all with all of that stuff like i never i can't get on board with it i feel like those differences are so it's not like translating it into another language you know and i know it's a thing that's done right across the industry it's you know harry potter was changed from philosopher's stone to sorcerer's stone and yeah. things like that but oh i'm i'm always so against it like i love language and i love the differences in language and you know i feel like we pick up a, a books written by american authors and we read them as they're written yeah and exactly, i wish it yeah. i kind of wish it was the other way around as well like an american is gonna know what a bin is i know they don't use that word but they're gonna know right yeah so i just don't know what happened like she just literally i just don't know why she did that but she did it um and then um i got the rights back we kind of finished and then i worked on it a bit more and then add another four chapters okay so it's a brand new title, a brand new um, look, everything like that. But it's and like it's, a memoir. So Oh, it's a memoir. So it's not fiction. So it's about yourself. Myself. Yeah. So it starts when I started year seven high school. Wow. Okay. Uh, secondary school. Sorry. That's American. <laughs> uh, and then goes right up until I'm into my 30s, which is the cyberbullying. So it goes right through... So, like, getting buddies in school for my sexuality from a young age. You're, like, in, your, wait, you're in your 30s? Yeah, I'm Scott, 31. Scott, you are not. I am. I thought we were the same age. Well, okay. Very good. How old are you? 27. Oh, a compliment. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 
Oh. But no, I'm 31 in May, next month. And 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 uh, so speaking of the cyberbullying, what did you have an instance of cyberbullying? Is that why you went into it yourself or were you just kind of you realized it was an issue and it was something that you wanted to approach? Um no, I had it personally attacked me. So okay. people, it was an Instagram post and people was commenting because I think it was like a gym post I posted. It was like me lifting weights or something like that. And then um some people was commenting saying, "Oh, you know, you're gay, so why you can't do why you at the gym doing weights, you know, you're you know, and then it was when I released the show, then it was comment about my voice, um mm. and then I did like some videos here and there. Yeah. Um and how I was. So I was just like, okay. Um but I didn't bite back and then I had the, I think I was in the right time for me to kind of make a positive thing out of it to make it more aware. Yeah. Uh, for people out there. Uh, whatever your age is, yeah, you know, it's, like I was thirty then. People commenting about like, judging me, um, and then, and then, then everyone loved it. So, <laughs> like, I, I put, I would, you know, I said it out there for everyone to hear it. So, so, but this, 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 this bullying that was aimed towards you was mm. it was it homophobic bullying from people who weren't gay, or was it from other gay men, or was it? A, combination of the because you said that they were saying oh you can't go to the gym because you're yeah. a gay man yeah that's yeah. that's nonsense have, have people have is this person not seen gay men like gay men are I ripped you're better right <laughs> like i'm not a gym person um i'm a swimmer i know you swim as well I'm, i am i'm the, very excited to discuss that yeah I, literally that's the only fitness i do um so i'm not a gym person but my friend owns a gym where i live and we just we just did a couple of sessions there and stuff like that and that's the whole reason why i did an instagram post because that's what you kind of do yeah absolutely. Um, but yeah but i think they were straight yeah i think they were straight i didn't really but i didn't i, I ignore the comment but i didn't delete it i left it mm. there just because um I, I, I if i deleted it or comment back it's sending them for to bite back, you know. Yeah, and and th- so. and that's something I've started doing as well. Like I used to delete all of my hate comments, like no matter what they were. Yeah. And recently, like a re- it's a really really recent thing, actually. Probably in the past six months, I've kind of started leaving them there and occasionally responding to them, but not rising to them. So you yeah. know, if it's somebody taking a jab at you, I would never hit back. I would never insult them. I would never do anything like that. I would always, if I was to reply to them, I would reply in a calm and collected way so you're not rising to them you're not giving them the satisfaction because i think sometimes that's um these these people who do go out there and they do do the kind of bullying side of things they they kind of just want that attention i'm really mm. interested to know what this particular person because you didn't know this person no 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 no, no. um but it didn't stop me <laughs> i still like posted things of instagram yeah um maybe one of my in my swimwear i think i did but uh, my partner didn't like that very much. So we left it there, but we didn't do any more of those. But, you know what I mean? It's it's fine. It's fine. But, like, I, I, I just, I think I'm one of those people, and you're the same, and a lot of us out there, like, just, we we got a voice, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of follow in, and people support what we do. Uh, that's the reason why I kind of um, did it. When, when I think it was, like, Wales Online and, like, Gay Press picked it up then just to kind of get it, the word out there. Uh, but it was great Like Ian McKellen Like we tweeted it Oh Have that's amazing I know I love him I love, love Ian him. McKellen I know Never met him Have you? Uh, I've not met him But I did um, I did go to See him speak once And it was for It was on behalf of Stonewall Which obviously yes. he helped to found Yeah um, And I don't know if that was their, their anniversary I don't remember what the event was But it was in um, It was in the V&A 
um, museum. Oh, and okay. this big, huge, beautiful, gorgeous room. And Ian McKellen comes up on stage and he's offered a microphone. He says, oh, you know, here right. you go. And he's, he's very, very offended by being offered this microphone. And he turns it away and he says, no, you know, I'm, I'm trained in the theatre. I know how to project my voice. Yeah, and he started, yeah. obviously, speaking. But nobody in the room could hear him, which wasn't his fault. But it was so echoey that he 100% needed a microphone. But he, 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 wouldn't, he wouldn't accept one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my little he Ian McKellen awesome anecdote. Yeah, I do love him. Yeah, yeah. So he, it was like you know, other people, but he's like one of my idols. Idols, anyway. Um, just what he does and uh, what he, you know. So that was like an honor. Yeah, no, that's it's absolutely that incredible. Him, so. so then, so you, what you did was you teamed up. Was it with an Olympic swimmer? Oh yeah, Tom. Yeah, so he's Welsh. Yes. Um, and yeah, so he's he's still based in Cardiff, and he's got like a little like cafe shop as well. Oh, lovely! So he um, so like literally was so good because we have like a literally khaki, like a caffeine kick after. Um, but yeah, she just teamed up, showed me a couple of things so I can make sure I get like the you know the strokes right. Right. Um, never ever did the butterfly because that's just I can't do it. Uh, it's a ridiculous. It's a ridiculous swimming move. What what, what do you call it? Stroke. It's a ridiculous swim stroke. I, I can't just do it. I can't. I can't can't do it either it's you're just kind of hurling yourself I, i'm so impressed by everyone who can do the butterfly strike. oh yeah god obviously he can but i can't so it's like we skipped that one but then, <laughs> when i first started like i remember doing the backstroke um and i was kind of like i can't show you the straight line so i was kind of going over lanes a little bit um and then i got told off a couple of other swimmers but it's fine <laughs> but then um he suddenly he said obviously it's a good thing it's a guy lying on the ceiling and just follow and then i now i can backstroke in the straight line oh. uh, and breaststroke and front call front call that's it that's it, that's it. but uh he's a really good help and he was so eager to team up as well because it's like two welsh people as well so yeah um, but I think he's like retired now, really. So he, he does like um, children uh, swimming lessons now. So he doesn't really. So so he coached you, and then you swam. Was it for an hour every single day for yeah. a yeah. month or something like that? Uh, no, it was like ten weeks. Ten weeks, Jesus. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah it's, that's it was a ten time. weeks. Um, had Sunday off. Okay, yeah. Got, uh, Sunday you know, is literally. I don't have nothing to do on Sunday. My phone is off. I don't do anything on Sunday. But it was literally before work, after work, uh, in the afternoon when I whatever I can fit it in. Literally six days mm. um, for ten for ten weeks. So um, I've kind of like died down a bit more now. Yeah, because that was one thing. Um, just because it was like you know prove these people wrong you mm. know it's like you know you can't say because I'm gay I can't do fitness like I wasn't in the gym but only because I couldn't impress them too much so the swimming thing and if i teamed up with tom i think obviously that's the thing to show for it right so like in yeah. your face and i and i do and i do think it's it's quite a, a strong and a powerful message to say mm. you know you you come and you leave this hate comment but it, it doesn't have effect on me i'm gonna continue actually i'm gonna up my game because of what you've said you know you're not yeah. letting it affect you or you're not letting it kind of have any negative effect on your life and i think that's quite strong and and you were raising money as well or no i've made no, that up yeah no, no completely made that up but i wouldn't have <laughs> brought it out, I, wouldn't have it out. <laughs> I just gotta give me a couple of weeks to get back in the rhythm yeah it'd be fine yeah <laughs> um but yeah and then uh with the podcast with the voice like i it took me a while like to kind of like hear myself back i, I couldn't do it for yeah. ages um but um now i feel much comfortable now to do it 
But I, it, it was very cringing. I don't know. Yeah. If you, do you feel the same? I one hundred percent. Um, 100% feel the same way I was really insecure about my voice and like putting myself out there on YouTube and having the radio show and hearing yeah. my voice back all the time and getting criticism on my voice really really t- hard to take on board um, and I want to discuss that a little bit more but first I think we should have a little bit of a bit of ne- ne- who are we having go to work <gasps> yes yes oh, all right favorite let's have a bit of music <laughs> Okay, Scott. So we were we were discussing um, bullying in particular, and you were speaking yes. about um, issues with your voice. Um, mm. So for so for me, this was an this was an enormous insecurity I had growing up as a teenager, and I think again it was kind of rooted almost in internalized homophobia. You know, um, being having a slightly more camp feminine voice growing up with that it was always kind of a an indicator of my sexuality so when i was trying to hide my sexuality my voice was this kind of dead giveaway i felt yeah me too yeah yeah, and i think Mm. that's kind of where my this almost internal conflict came from over my voice so it was something it was something that was there since i was a young teenager and then obviously in my early 20s i started making youtube videos i started putting myself out there and it was at that point that people that was when people started commenting oh my god his voice is so annoying his voice is so gay his voice is so effeminate but then there was a lot of people also saying things like why is he putting that voice on and i think that is a that's a bizarre thing that i've heard a lot said about gay people who just so happen to have voices that are more feminine or camp is that a lot of people yeah. say why are they putting these voices on which is a bizarre thing to suggest because why why would anybody put on a voice it it, it doesn't make any sense to mm-hmm. me no i don't no i don't i don't get why like obviously like i'm in my 30 i'm 31 like yeah. next month if i'm not like 100 percent comfortable who i am the way i look sound what I, you know everything i would never i would just think i would never be but i am mm. you know um but I've like with the podcast that you know I never done anything like that before ever. Yeah. So obviously I never really need to hear myself back. Um, but I think that's a good thing. Like the show's taught me a lot uh, personally, and, and like obviously like, technically, all like how to do it and stuff like that as well. So it is. It's helped me a lot. I think. It's, did you, Did you find getting getting comments about your voice was very was was it difficult did you find it inhibited you did it did you find in any way it made you want to stop doing it yeah it did when i first started because I, I, my friend um polly helped me like kind of get the ball rolling she mm-hmm. does like the intro and the outro of the show she works for capital yeah fm down in wales and she um she kind of like did all the editing for me at the start and then um schedules was, everything was going like a little bit tight for her because she was she does a lot more um, as well, like out, outside on our own thing. So, I, when I said, oh, "I'm going to this show," I did it quickly. Got to get it out, and just it was like getting delayed. Mm-hmm. I was doing it myself and stuff like that. So I have to hear myself back that way. Yeah, and then um, I, I think it was about like March, February, uh, no, like March, April time. Like I took a break because I just couldn't because people was commenting, and I'm like, yeah. okay. Uh, and the guests were great. Mm. Um, but and 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 were these comments again? Were they coming from kind of outside of your like bubble, as it were, or were they coming from inside? 
So was it kind of like homophobic type people coming and they're just throwing hate at you and they're commenting on your voice? Or was it people, you know, your peers, perhaps? Maybe not your friends, but people who are kind of in your circles. No, I don't, I don't know. No, when I put like on Twitter and uh, like Instagram, all that, and share it yeah. like publicly, yeah. and then like was the guest then shares the po- like shares the show. Um, it's just from there, really. Some mm-hmm. people I don't even know, but I'm, like recently now, like I like you know, I chuck a tweet out and people's like jumping on it, yes, and like getting a bit aggressive, like whoa, yeah. And I this, and I, I have never experienced this before. So please te- teach me how to do with it. I just like <laughs> back away. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what to say. Um, and it was like Love Simon. It was something to do with this. Yeah. Um, I know you've seen the movie. Right? I've seen the movie and I adore it. And so this is one recently. I literally I chucked it out there and I said this one particular scene from the movie I kind of relate to. Yeah. And then someone tweeted back. Oh, I don't even know. I'd have to find a few, but it was something like stuff like, "Oh yeah, okay." I come out in school, I'm gay, get over it, or something like that. I was like, is that towards me? Or I was like, I just couldn't think. I was like, I just left it. Mm. But I just don't know what to say. Like, I just. I, I, I do feel, I do feel like there are a great deal of people out there who almost take a, 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 a certain amount of pleasure in, in kind of dragging people down. And I think that's an example of it. You know, somebody going onto Twitter, for instance, and it's mm. almost like. Sometimes I feel like people go onto into places like Twitter, Instagram, etc., just to find somebody to almost release their not necessarily aggression, but kind of whatever small issue is bothering them. It's like they use it as an outlet for that. So I feel like there are people out there who go onto social media platforms and you know they're they're, they're looking for something to mm. attack and criticize. So they'll find one of your tweets, for instance. It just pops up in their timeline, and they'll find a small tiny thing, and they'll be like, right. I'm going to jump on this and I'm going to criticise this. I know, yeah. This person follows, has followed me. It's like, mm. I was like, shout out to DM you and say, what do you mean? But I, was, <laughs> you know, I didn't know what to say. I'm like, okay. But, I, you know, I just didn't know. Like, mm. I, just didn't know what to, I just didn't know what to say. But I feel like but this, yeah. um, and, and this is something that I've been having quite a lot of conversations around recently as well, um, is almost like this call-out culture that I think we have. Um, and it's, for instance, where... You get a celebrity and they say something wrong on Twitter, for instance, and then suddenly everybody piles onto that person. And sometimes I wonder what the benefits of that are. And, you know, if you know if somebody tweets something homophobic or they tweet something racist or transphobic or whatever it is, I believe yeah. that people have the right to say, look, this is this is not OK. This is why it's not OK. This is why you need to delete it. And this is why you need to apologize. And I think that is absolutely valid. And it's absolutely very important that people do that. But I think there's a great deal of people out there who will not do that and they will instead hurl insults and they'll start making jokes about that person and I feel at that point it kind of it moves away from call out culture and it moves into the realm of bullying Mm -hmm. and I think that's a really important distinction because I think a lot of online bullying and a lot of cyberbullying is done by people who who aren't really considering what they're doing bullying yeah but I feel like when you're online I think people are more aggressive like they wouldn't say it to your face no because it's like this mob mentality they feel like a protection of being behind their social media profile and I think as well it's when everybody's piling onto somebody it's like oh well I'll grab a rock and throw one as well 
and it's almost like it, it, it justifies their actions. Um, one person I use as an example all the time, and I'm sorry if I've said this before because I'm sure I have, um, <laughs> is James Charles. He's an 18-year-old YouTuber. Um, and a long, long, long time ago, he tweeted something offensive. And people rightly called him out. But he apologized, and he sincerely apologized. But he was continually attacked and dragged. And then that quite quickly moved away from criticizing him for what he said and then criticizing him for who he is, making fun of him, making fin- fun of his videos, making fun of his oh. femininity. And it quite quickly shifted into that. Several years later, people are still hating on this poor kid. He's a kid. He's 18 years old every single day. And the amount of abuse he gets is horrendous. And every single person sending him abuse, it's like they think they're in the right. It's like they're almost on a, they're, they're on their moral high horse. So they feel mm. like they can you know, say, say all these horrible, horrible things to a child. You, you've got gr- grown men saying this to a child and they feel their, their actions and their words are justified. But I really don't think they are. I think it's just bullying. Yeah, I think it's bullying. Yeah. Like, because what if, like, this person and, and then they, like, cross up, they won't say it to them in the face. Like, if we did something wrong, like, oh, you know, what you said, you know, it was a bit... Ugh. Yeah. But that's about it. But yeah. when you're behind like a, like a phone on a computer, I can go really like to town on you. I'm like, no, no, no. You know, it's like it's it's that protection. Yeah, and you but and God you, forbid, you, you get you get situations where somebody says something offensive, and yes, it is offensive, and then yeah. people will respond to that with death threats, threats that person's safety, and they think that's somehow justified. And it's like, hang on a minute, you're now threatening to hurt somebody. You're now threatening somebody's life which is far more severe and far worse than whatever this person did in the first instance. Mm. Have, you had, have you had anything like this? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, I, know, I mean, obviously, this is a, a big part of why I'm so passionate about this. I've been yeah. very, very, very heavily dragged and criticized and attacked and bullied online. And 99% of it wasn't justified and isn't justified. Um, and I think that I think anybody who has been through that, I know you yourself, you've been through quite, quite a lot of online bullying. I think anybody who has been in that situation and been that person is a lot more understanding and sympathetic of other people. Ever since that happened to me, I now I don't criticize anyone online. I will do the, hey, I think this is wrong. Here's why. Have a great day. But yes. I won't I won't throw stones. No, just to put it out there to say thing twice. Yeah, about putting something or read what you what you're writing kind of thing before you put it out. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people aren't monsters. They're not. They're people, and people make mistakes. People people mm. do stupid things. People say stupid things. And yes, we should tell them, and we should say that it's wrong. But I don't think we should crucify them for it. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I did. Um have a go at Gemma Collins, though. Do you know Gemma Collins? <laughs> <That's real. laughs> no, this now is a, Scott no, this is going to undermine everything we've just said. <laughs> no, she didn't write back, but a lot of people jumped on me saying, stop it, Scott. What like, did no. you do? Oh, it's because she was on the celebs go dating thing. Right. And she was just slating men. She wanted men to open doors for her, pull chairs, pull her drinks. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's like, excuse me. <laughs> I, I, I said it in a nice way. It's like, listen, Gemma, it's like you believe about spiritual pers- things. I don't know. Yeah. And I go, you believe that, like, you know, what comes around, you know, comes back at you whatever but it's like you can't treat men like shit like you can't do that it's like because you will never find a man you know it was something like that and a lot of her 
fans are saying, mm. well, you can't, why are you saying that? You can't do that, Scott. You know, I'm like, okay. It's like, well, I didn't delete her. Like I said, you know what? It's like, because she was treating men as a man. It's like, if, if, you know, I would never accept that from anyone. Yeah. It's like, don't expect me to open the door, pour your chair, pour your drinks. Yeah. Run your bath. Every single time, but you know what? But I was like, it's it. But it sounds like again. It sounds like you saw something. I I don't know the instant you're talking about, and I didn't see your tweet, so I'm I'm guessing here. But you you saw something that you felt was wrong. You felt she was behaving in a way that wasn't acceptable. Oh, so yeah. you told her so. But it also sounds like you did it in a kind and a polite way. And I think that's and I think that's the yeah, difference. I don't like her to be honest with you either. <laughs> um, just because the way she is. But uh, I'm honest to say that I've said it loads of times before so it's fine. But, um, but yeah, I don't like the woman. But it, it was, wasn't from a gay side because I'm, I'm just a man. I'm a man first. Sure. And that's how she's treating men. I was like, no, that's not how you treat men, dear. Yeah. So that's, that's why you put it out there. It's like, because if you treat men and you expect that from men every, like all the time... It's How, not going to work. So, I, I mean, Donald Trump is a, is a brilliant example of this because he... Yeah. <laughs> because, obviously, <laughs> President of the United States and always doing things that are constantly upsetting people. You know, borderline human rights violations. I, full human rights violations, you know. These are uh, 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 issues that he should be called out for. And in the past, I had kind of used the, used the cheap jokes, you know, everybody used to make jokes about his appearance and things like that but actually i don't think that's doing it's 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 almost again it's 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 almost fun it's tempting to do it's it's you know, oh yeah it's it's fun to pick up the stone and throw it as well it is and i'm not and i'm not disputing that it, it, it can be fun and which is which is messed up but you know I, I i think again even with somebody like donald trump of all people i think you know just state why this is wrong and move on i don't think we need to be doing this and uh, speaking about the president and, and talking about bullying seems like a, a, a not quite the best way to approach this subject but I, in a way it is bullying if you're if you're making fun of his appearance oh yeah that's nothing to do that's nothing him. to do with his policies that's nothing to do with what he's doing in the white house his appearance is something separate and if it was anybody else having their appearance later people would be saying this is unacceptable. So I think I, I just think there's a, this very gray area of when somebody does something wrong, it then gives justification for you to make fun of them, do whatever you want to them. And I, and I, I'm personally against it. It may be controversial, but mm. that's what I think. I can't, can't be honest with you. <laughs> like I can't get him out of my head from that camera who does in Sex in the City. Like probably like or Home must... Alone. Was he in Home Alone? He was in Home Alone. Yeah, yeah. Home Alone too. He's yeah, he's there, and it's like oh, oh I didn't know that, but that's, I just oh, I can always remember him like in Sex in the City, like for that <laughs> second. <laughs> but I, that's all, like, I can't I can't if, think if of only, it. If only the world knew. Well, Scott, that was I feel like that was a, that was a very very serious discussion, one of the most serious discussions we've ever oh, had I on know, this show. Making us serious. Um, we're gonna okay. we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna play some games. Um, but first, we're gonna have another one of your choices. That was Gaby by Sam Vance Law. And we are going to have the pleasure of having Sam on the show a little bit later to, to speak about his new single, Gaby. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, really, really lovely song. Um, and I'm really interested to know the, um, the kind of story behind that song because, I mean, there's some quite clear themes there. So I know. Very, it's so jolly, though. 
So, Johnny? It's, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's just, <laughs> that makes you want to move. Like. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to play some Two Truths, One Lie now, Scott. Yeah. Um, so for our lovely listeners at home, in this game, Scott has three facts about himself, and I'm going to have to try and decipher which ones are true and which one is a lie. Okay. Okay. I had to write these down just so I won't forget it. <laughs> um, okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. So number one. Uh, I stayed with my ex-boyfriend because I loved his dog more than him. Mm. You st- oh, I, I mean, I feel like if you're in a relationship with somebody and they have a lovely, lovely dog, I feel like you can still end the relationship and stay friends with the person and still see the dog. Did you live together with this person? Um, briefly. Briefly. Yeah. You know, when you just stay over, but it's like you stay over a lot. Yeah. Like... And it was like moved in, moved in, but I had like a drawer. Okay. And did he, did he have this dog before you got together or was it something that he got? No, it had before. Okay. But you know, like I've got dogs and you know, you, you just get, they just come attracted to you, you know, and they always love you, cut you, you know, more than actually the owner. Yeah. Um, and, and, and this one did. Oh. I, so. I I actually can I can relate to this actually. Um, one of my exes, and I, and I know he won't mind me saying this. He had a, a lovely, lovely dog called Wilson, oh. and I was obsessed with Wilson. And I I low key liked Wilson more than I liked him. And what breed was, was I'm not good with dog breeds. Oh, um, you? I'll show oh. you. I'll show you. I'll show you a picture. Okay. Um, in, in, when we do the next song. Um, so I, I can kind of relate. Like I get really attached to animals as well. Yeah. So. I feel like this this could be true, and I don't okay. know. I just I, something about you tells me that this this very much could be true. So for now, I'm going to say it's true. But let's okay. let's hear let's hear your next one. Obviously, you haven't played me with poker. Joking. <laughs> okay, uh, number two. So I went on a first date at a theme park. Went on a ride, and then after the ride, I threw up on him. You threw up on him. Yeah. <gasps> Um, and people know me. I am. I'm not a ride theme park person. So I. It was just like a fun date to do. So how did you throw up on him specifically? Because you know when I've never. I don't think I've ever thrown up on somebody. Because when I, I feel like I'm going to throw up, I kind of like will but turn I, away or. No. no, it was like we was walking out, and then I just went on. It went on his like his leg on his on a, on his shoe. Oh. So, um, but I I'm not a ride person. But I just didn't. What was the ride? It was Oblivion and, uh, like, Alton Towers. <gasps> that was the first one we went on, by the way. And it yeah. was my last. Like, some, if we stayed on the ground and, like, haunted ones, like, it's fine. It's fine. But anything higher. But obviously, I was trying to make a good impression, like you do on a first date. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's totally fine. Like, oh, yeah, why I wouldn't this. I do that? <laughs> um, but, yeah. I See, if I was on a first date with somebody and we went to a theme park and they said to me, well... Mm, I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I think if I was on a first date and they were like, oh, I can't, re-, you know, I, I would find it quite endearing and I'd quite like that they were honest and open about it. But I would be a bit like, wait, why did we come to a theme park then? Oh, yeah, Dickhead. I have to, I have to make a first impression <laughs> because I always say never go on a first date in the cinema, ever. Uh, uh, I obviously mi- I'm going to argue with you on that, but go on. Okay. <laughs> um, because about like, you know, meal and something fun, like memorable, it's yeah. a good thing. And um, we was both off last Sunday, so we thought we'd just drive to like Alton Towers and just, just go for it. But when you, have you been to Alton Towers? Before? I've never, I've never. Uh, so when you pretty much go right through, that's like the first ride anyway. Like yeah. it's like just a little section and that's one of the big ones right there. 
So that was hence why it's number one. And you, and, and you throw a ball over him. When his leg on his shoe, walking out. Did you get a second date? No, no. no. Oh, no babe. clicks. No click there. Oh, I hope that's. I hope this is a lie because that's kind of a sad story. Okay, um, but I'm also thinking that this is. I'm also thinking that this one's true. But, but I'm, 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 no, <laughs> I'm going back to what you said about the cinema because I, w- I won't allow it. Like people say oh. this to me all the time that like cinema dates are the worst dates for a first date, and I, <laughs> I, I disagree. Like I get it. You don't want to. You want to get to know somebody, yeah. so you don't want to go and sit in the dark with them for two hours because that doesn't make any sense. What you do is you go for like two or three drinks. Like you go for like forty-five minutes of drinks before the movie and then you go and see the movie and then you go for like dinner or drinks or whatever afterwards because then at least you've got if you've got nothing else to say and i've been on dates where they have been terrible at conversation Mm. at least you can like discuss the film and i love seeing movies so like if if it's a bad date it's not a waste of my time you know i'm still seeing a movie okay (laughs) okay normally because like when i was growing up you go on a date go to cinema and then you just like leave no, we're, no, like normally, well, that's a hot. I maybe would that's never why. do that. That's weird. Like now, like a lot of people, like just go like what for coffee. You know, if you're under like eighteen, you Pick can just mix. go. Pick a mix. Let's go like a tenner for those these days. <laughs> like before, when I was like going on to cinema, it was like a pound or something. But yeah, now, but I like so expensive. I like to spoil boys on a date, even if it's a first date. So I'm like, yeah, go wild in the pick. Well, pick and mix that's, is my favorite. Yeah, by the way. exactly. That's so I'd be like, I'd be like Scott, go wild. Yeah, but don't get too crazy. Like, like I'm not paying thirty quid for pick and mix. So like five hundred gram is like like you, you, you I think like fifteen pounds is your cut off. Oh, fifteen. Okay. Yeah, and you can get a fair bit of pick and mix for that. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel okay. I feel we're off task. Right, give me a third, <laughs> give me a third fact. Okay, uh, so the last one is uh, I met my long term partner just in online in back in two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven, yeah. Online in two thousand eleven. Yeah. So we had all the social medias then. But yeah. it's probably not the one you're thinking. Probably. Oh, so was it online in a dating app? No, it wasn't an app, no. No, I need details of how you met online. Okay. None of this vague stuff. So, um, I'm, like, from, like, Cardiff, like, the city, and he is, like, more, like, in the valley. So, like, we would never, ever, ever cross paths if it wasn't for online dating. Okay. So, um, do you want to know what it was? Like what? What? Like what? It was like. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was plenty of fish. Oh, I, oh! When I was like. Yeah. What? When I like got out of my long-term relationship, which would have been, 2011. Oh, was it 2011? I, oh, I, I only got on plenty of fish. Could have yeah. found each other. Oh. Good. So it was 2011, and it was my first one. My first day off there, like I was on there for about a month, and my friend pushed me to go on because I'm kind of old school. I was like, no, just take me to a bar, whatever, and I'll find someone. <laughs> like I'm one of them. Like because yeah. I want to see people in person and. And just go from there. And then, um, but no, I went on there a month on. I met him first day, second day. And then it was like third day, fourth day. It was just like permanent. <laughs> That's. But yeah. And then um, we did get back in plenty of fish. Like, I think it was like four, da- like four years down the line. So they for like a success story. Yeah. Um, but I, t- I just, they didn't get back to us about it. Oh, that's rude of them. I know. That's a good story. Um, <laughs> so that, that's, that's. I feel like Scott these you're a very good liar just gonna say that just putting that (laughs) out there Um, because all of these sounded true to me okay Uh, um, something tells me the last one is a lie but let's let's just review so your first fact was 
I said, my <laughs> God's sakes, I, God. I had to make sure I said it right. Oh, it was about uh, my ex-boyfriend, but I love the dog more than him. That's why. What was the dog's name? Poppy. Oh, hesitation. Hesitation. White Westy. Hmm. Hmm. Not convinced anymore of that one. All right. What was your second one? The one from the right, puking up on him. All right. That's true. From the oblivion. That's true. Final answer. And then the last one is meeting Justin on online dating. Okay, so so, but is the second one true? Have I got that right? Oh, the second one, yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes, knew it. Okay, so all right, we're left with two, and one's true and one's false. Um, ah, oh, what am I going to say? So, so Pop- no one took me to the theme park ever. Poppy the White Westie. Mm. Mm. Or you met your ex on Plenty of Fish. It's not my ex, it's my partner now. Oh, your current partner? Yes! Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say that's true, and Poppy the Westie does not exist. That's some bullshit you just made up. Final oh, answer. Yeah, you are right. Yeah, yeah I knew it. I meant. Yeah. So, Poppy didn't exist. No. What the hell would I say with someone if I let the dog more in? I just go and get my own. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> I joking. was thinking, like. But, you no, know, yeah, I am a massive animal lover. Like, a lot of people know I'd always post about my dogs and stuff, but I would never stay with someone if I let the dog more than. More than you Yeah that's ridiculous um, So no I wouldn't <laughs> Sorry about that <laughs> Well it was lovely To get to know A little bit more About <laughs> you And I'm, I'm, I'm glad You're not totally crazy Scott That's, that's good to hear oh, Thank you Yeah thank you. <laughs> you're, you're very welcome <laughs> Alright let's have A little bit of Moving on up I thought we'd have Another game Okay so um, I have, we were, you know, we were speaking about Plenty of Fish. Does Plenty of Fish still exist? I don't know. I, I think so. Yeah? Is it yeah, still I, th- going? I do think so, yeah. Good good for them. Yeah, I think it was, um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think it does. Uh, I okay, sh- it. Well, I'm, sh- not, I'm not too sure. Sh- I haven't, I shouldn't be Googling it. If I should. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you're in a relationship. Get off, get off Plenty of Fish, Scott. Yeah, Jesus. I know. I, know. I just can't get enough of them. <laughs> too many fish in the sea. <laughs> Um, Joking. So, in front of me here, I have a celebrity dating app. And it's, it's okay. I, I, disclaimer, it's not real. It's one we've made up. Um, but you're going to have to try and figure out who this celebrity is from their dating app alone. So, I've got a couple of, of clues for you. If you are listening and you want to play as well, um, you can head over to the Fubar <coughs> Radio Instagram where you can see the dating app. And play along with us. So I've got three clues for you here. Would you like your first one? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. This mystery man was nominated for four Brit Awards, making him the most nominated artist at the awards. Okay. Looking at me blankly. Did you not not watch the Brit Awards? I mean, I didn't either. So This year? This year, yeah. Okay, I think okay. This year, yeah. I have someone sure. popped in my head already, but I just don't know if I'm right. But um, I go for the... Am I allowed the second one? You you want the second clue already? God, you're eager, aren't you? Yeah, you, you got to give me you, a little bit yeah. more. Like, you got to give me a little <laughs> yeah, something else. No, yeah, yeah. You can, you can have another clue. <laughs> okay. Um, this person's name... Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how to pronounce this, so forgive my pronunciation. Um, I'll give it a go. Chuk... Wu, Chuk Wumeka. Chuk Wumeka let's say, um, means God has done more in the Igbo language, which is the native language of Nigeria. I believe um, Nigeria has several Um, languages as well, I think. I think we do, yeah. Um, Um, So this person's name means God has done more 
in the native language of Nigeria. Ooh. Okay. Which um, I'm actually really surprised by because I... Oh, that's right. That's their real name. But they, they also have a stage name. Oh, they have a stage yes. name? Yes. Oh, right. Okay. So the person I was thinking of is not that one anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I guess their real name is the one that I can't pronounce, but they also have a stage name. Okay. I'm just... I don't know. Um, number three? Your third I just, clue. Yeah, I just... I'm lost now. <laughs> he, he created his own record and fashion label, Disturbing London Records, in 2007. I'm, g- I'm gonna. Oh, do you know? You've got a fake. You've got a knowing look in your <laughs> like, eye. I'm you've think- got a little twinkle. I am thinking. I know his song, but I just don't know. Like his, is I forgot his name. <laughs> but is is he got like a beard? Does it? I don't think he does have a beard. Oh, okay. I think I think he's a clean shaven gentleman. I, th- I think. <laughs> okay. Because, should I just tell you who I was, like, from number one that I was going to say? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, I was going to say, like, Sam Smith. I don't know if that's wrong. You're completely wrong. Well, yeah, well I it, don't, is, it I, is wrong, isn't it? I don't it think Sam Smith's real name is Chukwemeka. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that's what, that was from the, first, <laughs> from the first one. I was like, oh, it's him. I was like, no, it's not him. Okay, so that's not him. Um, oh, do you know what? I, can't, I, I, don't, I don't know. Are you throwing in the towel? You are, aren't you? Yeah. In the towel. I'm really sorry. Like, I'm, he's gonna, you're going to tell me I'm going to kick myself. I don't think you are going to kick yourself because if you'd, if you'd given me four hours to figure this out, I would have never. Um, it's, it's, it's Tiny Temper. Oh, no, I never, oh, I never got that. I, yeah, I would have never, never got that. In the, this, this is probably the hardest w- version of this game we've ever played. So, yeah. um, so, like, if you said like a clue, like you know, he's with like Cheryl or something, and I'm like, oh, okay, I got it, <laughs> because obviously she's it's only Will I Am or him, yeah. So that, I'll probably get it that way, you know. But uh, well, because Barney's worked with Zara Larson, Jesse J, Katie B, etc. Okay, so <laughs> sorry, tiny. <laughs> uh, but I learned something new. Today you, you, have le- yeah, you have learned something new. I wish I yeah. could pronounce his name as well. I feel really, I feel really bad that I can't. So I, I, I give it, I give it the good old college try. Yeah, just keep, just say tiny temper. It's, tiny temper, it's easier. Tiny temper. That's why you probably, that's why you because he's really little, isn't he? He is, he is tiny, right? He, he, well, is he I've tiny? only seen him on stage when they make like ten times taller. He, he looks really. Oh, apparently he's really tall, and that's 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 the point, is it? <laughs> oh no, Tinchy Strider is the small one. Yeah. Oh, I get. Oh, oh I'm very confused. It's Tinchy, Tiny. They're all so similar. <laughs> all right, Tiny Temper's massive. Apparently, great. All right, oh. um, we're going to be uh, chatting um, to our very lovely guest shortly. We listened to his song Gaby earlier on, mm-hmm. um, so we're going to be having a little chat with him uh, very shortly. We're also going to be reacting to your sex confessions later in the show. So if you'd like to send those in, you can do that anonymously by emailing Callum at Fubar Radio. Dot com and it, as well if you have any questions about sex and relationships or anything like that then feel free to send those as well we're not going to read out your name or anything like that so feel free to go wild and spill all your deepest darkest secrets oh. would you like <laughs> would you like another would you like another little song yes yeah all right Let's this go. is a bit of oh yeah tune this is lana del rey summertime sadness
We are now joined by the very lovely Sam Vancelor. We had a little listen to his song, Gaby, um, just a little while ago. Uh, Sam, how are you doing? Oh? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm I'm really 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 good, thank you. Um, I'm joined in the studio here with the lovely Scott McGlynn, um, and we were listening to your song, and we're really really interested in knowing. Th- th- did the song just come out today? Uh, no, the song came out I think a month ago officially. Okay. And 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 what's the what's the inspiration behind the song? Because obviously I've listened to the lyrics, and it, it, it sounds like it's about it's about adop- adopting a, a baby as a gay man. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. And are you drawing that from personal experience, or is that just a a general like like what's what's the inspiration behind it? Yeah, well, there, I don't think there have been any other songs about gay adoption, at least none that I know of. Um, and the, the record Homotopia is about telling different stories from a gay perspective. The song itself is just about parenthood. It could be anybody's parenthood, anybody's adoption, but obviously as a gay man, you come from a slightly different perspective from, say, a straight couple. And I, uh, I thought I'd write a song about it, see if people liked it. So the inspiration was just um, trying to find different ways of telling stories that aren't often told and from a gay perspective. Yeah, and I, I, I think it is a really, really important thing to discuss because obviously we've had, there's been a lot of like political discussion around, you know, whether gay adoption should be legal in various countries around the world and, you know, people saying whether it's right or wrong. And of, of course it's not wrong. Of course, of course, two men should be al- allowed to raise a baby. But I think it's rare that we actually kind of see it in the in the arts and in the creative industries, you know. I, I, I don't actually know if I've ever seen an adoption story on TV or in a movie. So I think it's 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 a really lovely approach to kind of write a song about it. And and it's such a lovely song as well. Uh, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, I mean, the whole point of the record is not to be defensive. It's not it's obviously political and the personal is political, but it's not a it's not about being defensive, taking a stand. It's just about speaking about the the everyday truths of being gay. And that happens to involve for some people, not all, but for some people, the desire to have children. Um, and so you can write a pretty simple pop song on that theme um, and hopefully, yeah, expose people to, to a concept that they may or may not otherwise have uh, come to terms with yet. Yeah, and again, I think I think that it's 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 something it's it's something completely different, and it's something we 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 so we we do so rarely get to see people approach just you know hey this is a thing this is a this is a thing that's important to me or this is a thing that's important to so many people out there, and we're just going to approach this in a in a positive way and and make something heartfelt rather than rather than getting defensive because I think you know when it comes to issues that are perceived to be controversial or perceived to be political even though they're not necessarily like adoption itself you know it doesn't necessarily have to be controversial or political i think people are quite quick to get quite defensive over it and i think sometimes you know you can change more people's minds you can change somebody who's anti-adoption by just showing them a song like this you know just 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 speaking about it in a in a, in a truthful way um, rather, yeah. rather than like getting on the back foot, like you were saying, and being defensive about it. I think that I was about to say the back foot as well, because I think as soon as you do that, you open yourself up for critique. And I also think as soon as you do that, you make the assumption that something could be wrong. 
like you've already you've already played the devil's advocate to yourself by that point, as opposed to just saying, "Nah, this is a lovely song about two hopefully good parents who have all the worries and concerns and considerations that any parent has thinking about raising a child. They just happen to be gay, which in the end makes no difference to how they approach child raising or their desires to have a child and create a family. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, on the back foot, I'm I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, 100% with you. And, it, and it, Scott and I were actually just having a conversation about this um, recently. We, we were kind of speaking about bullying online and things like that and how I don't always, I, 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 you know, I think if you're, if you're throwing stones back almost, then it, it, you, you never kind of come to a resolution. In fact, you can often make things worse. Although it is very, very tempting. It's very, very tempting. It's tempting and sometimes I, I do honestly think that sometimes there are no other options than to put up your face yeah which i which is completely fair but i have i personally have other options um and and if someone wants to take the sum total of who i am as being my sexuality then i do have the option not to take the sum total of them as being an asshole or a bigot (laughs) and and try to see them as a human being that i can actually talk to yeah um, and not reason with around the subject of sexuality or homosexuality but tell them a story about raising a child and if they're a parent themselves they're going to be sitting there going well that's everything that I thought before I had a kid or that's all the those are all the worries that I still have about raising a child that doesn't sound so much different than myself um, and I have that and that, that may be a luxury for me and I can understand that other people don't have that luxury but since I do have it I'm going to hopefully make as much use of it as possible yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and, and, and I think it's a it's a wonderful thing you're doing. Um, could I could I we, we keep losing you slightly, Sam? If if you have if you have anywhere else where you can um, get a better signal or anything, that 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 would be brilliant. But I, I can hear you, so <laughs> um, I wanted to also ask you um, about about the album in general. So it's it's called Homotopia. I'm, I'm sorry you're losing me. I'm I'm very much I'm very much in the outdoors. Oh, you're you're out and about. <laughs> Yeah. Ah. Okay. Um. T- t- tell us. Um. Tell us a little bit more about. Um, yeah, the al- and the, the album. signal should be excellent here. I. Th- I just have a lag at my end. I don't know if you have a lag too. Well, homotopia. Um. I wanted to create a space because topus originally means just space, and uh, the homo bit. I think we figured out. Um, and so I wanted to create a space in which narratives, different narratives from different perspectives from different gay people uh, could be explored and put out there. So Gabe's obviously one of those narratives, um, but there's one called Faggot about a guy who's trying to reconcile his religious faith with his sexuality. It's one called Let's Get Married About Gay Marriage, or just marriage in general. Um, and hopefully, and the homotopia bit is not about a utopia or dystopia, it's just about a place or various places in which gay people live their lives. So and the, the, the kind of point behind doing that was um, I feel like oftentimes and this goes back to the defensiveness of being on the back foot, um, gay space can be exclusive and normally that's out of the desire to protect. You can't come in here because you will do damage. Um, but once again, I, I thought it might be nice to create a record where there isn't that defensiveness, there isn't that back foot, where we just say, no, this is just, these are just human stories told from a particular perspective, but they're stories that everybody can understand, and hopefully everybody can enjoy listening to, if I've done the musical side of things right as well. 
I, I think it's amazing that you've created a, a created Homotopia and you've created this whole. It's, it almost sounds like a concept album that 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 surrounds all different. Again, I don't want to say issues because that that comes across so political, but all different aspects of of being a gay person. Um, I'm particularly interested in. I think you said it was called Fagger, and that that's yeah. about trying to reconcile your faith with your sexuality. Yeah, I mean, the other point of the record is that none of it's didactic. There are no kind of tidy endings or points. Yeah. The story is about a guy who is trying to reconcile his faith with his sexuality, and he can't do it. And his faith is as important to him, if not more important, and his relationship to God is as important to him, if not more important, than how he feels as a gay man. So he considers corrective therapy. He just wishes he Gosh. would be himself, but not himself, in order for his family to continue to love him and talk to him. Um, and in the end, there is no resolution. He doesn't move to the city and become an atheist. Uh, at the end, he's still caught in exactly the same place where he starts, which is unable to come to terms with um, the religious culture that he's been brought up in and uh, a sexuality that he can't rid himself of, mm -hmm. quite obviously. Um, so yeah, that, that was what that, was, that song was about. And, and once again, it's not. there's no point at the end or there's no... He should be proud of being gay. He's obviously not. The man is not. He probably never will be. Um, so telling his story, I thought, was an important one uh, because it's something that on whatever level, whether it be as intense as his experience or on a far smaller level, um, it's something a lot of people go through. Yeah, a, a, an awful, awful lot of people. And I, and I do think yeah. that that issue in particular is one that I... I I don't hear spoken about enough because I know it, it does mean so much to so many people. And I myself, I have so many friends who are Christian or Catholic or Muslim or Jewish, and they, they, they all kind of have difficulties with reconciling their faith and their sexuality. And I think people are very, very, very quick to um, kind of say, well, just cast, cast aside your faith. If your faith is telling you um, exactly, that your sexuality yeah. is wrong, then just, then just throw it off and, and throw it aside. But it's, it's, it's far more easier said than done. These people, these, it's their faith. They believe in it and they want to follow it. It's just that these, and, and, and usually small um, texts or people within those communities are kind of pushing these anti the, these homophobic views which which is a problem and I, and I can't imagine how difficult that must be so i think it's really really important that you're you know using your platform and using your album to not just speak about your own experiences as a gay man but to speak about you know everyone everyone's experiences because there's so yeah. many different ways to be a gay man yeah thanks Callum. i mean my own experiences are relatively dull so if i, <laughs> if I started on them we'd be in trouble <laughs> i didn't have i didn't have much choice there um, but I'm, I'm glad at least that it's, it's found it's found an understanding here over over at your end. It's nice to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, uh, also we're gonna because because we're gonna be listening to Pretty Boy next. I'm 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 interested in knowing yeah. what that one's about. Yeah, well, Pretty Boy is is probably the the least lyrically um, explicit of them all, uh, so it might do with some explanation, but. Uh, for me, it was about someone who reads themselves as male or as a boy, um, but is read by the rest of the world as, as female. All the straight boys want him, and all the pretty girls want to look just like him because he's fine. And, uh, and how that doesn't matter to this particular character. This particular character finds uh, himself, herself, trapped within that type of framework. Um, 
that misreading of a of a broader public. Yeah. And uh, and so there's a slower middle section in which our character um, complains about uh, the fact that they're being misread. Um, and then the chorus comes back in exactly as it was before. Nobody's been listening. Nobody gives a shit. Um, it's still the outside world shouting and all the straight boys want him and all the pretty girls want to look just like him. Yeah. Uh, once again, there's no kind of resolution there. And, and once also again, I, I, like this is obviously a queer story, um, but to the extent to which anybody often feels misread by a wider society, um, it doesn't seem, it wouldn't seem so foreign I think to to say that it it could apply to pretty much anyone who feels that they're somehow being misunderstood by the people around them. Well, it 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 sounds incredible. The 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 entire album sounds incredible. Which is uh, Homotopia. It's available now. It's on Spotify, iTunes, all those great places. I've had a listen to a few of the songs earlier, but I'm really really excited to listen to the whole thing. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, you too, Kevin. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna play you out with a little bit of your song, Pretty Boy. That was lovely. That was Pretty Boy by our lovely, lovely guest. Um, that was good. Scott. Yes. Would you like to play um, a game? Of course. Okay, this game is porn or not porn. And in this game, you, I've got five different sound clips, and you have to figure out which ones of these are from porn <laughs> and which ones of these are from not porn. Um, okay. And this week, a pink... Kit Kat hit the shelves, apparently. So this week's theme is chocolate. So some of these are people eating chocolate, and some of these are from porn. Okay. I'm going to play along as well. Uh, yes. So okay. I have I have no idea which one which clips are which. Um, so I guess we'll try and figure this out together. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with All right. You. Are you ready for your first one? Yeah. Let's get. Okay. Here we go. Like it's not really going to make a difference, you I'm know. <laughs> Let's say that again. Like, it's not really going to make a difference, you know? Okay. This could go... This could so... This could be, like, somebody, like, on a TV show eating chocolate and being like, look, I'm on a diet. I'm go- I'm having this one little chocolate bar. It's yeah. not going to make a difference, you know, to, like, my diet, just having this one chocolate bar. Yeah. I feel like it's, like, off a reality show. Like, yeah. that kind of thing. Like, a... And she's just like, it. you know, it's whatever. I'm, I'm eating my bar of chocolate. It's going to be fine. It's not going to destroy my diet. I'm not going to become overweight overnight. You know, I'm just I'm just enjoying a little bit of chocolate, which is fine, by the way. You know, yeah. little indulgences are important. Very. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, it could go the other way. Like, it's not really going to make a difference, you know? This could be like one of those really, really bad storylines that they have at the beginning of porn. I'm trying to think what this could possibly be oh like the scene yeah right okay because you know they always set it up with like a little story beforehand you have your plumber or your pizza boy come in yes and i i I don't know what she's saying but it's not going to make a difference you know like it's Mm. not really going to make a difference you know (laughs) i think i i think i'm gonna say that it is chocolate what what are you thinking scott i i think it's chocolate as well but yeah i think it's chocolate 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We both think it's chocolate. Mm. Oh, we're wrong. It's porn. Oh. <laughs> it is a slutty stepsis offers a helping hand. Oh. Do we do we know the context of of, of what she's saying? Because I'm really really <laughs> intrigued to know. Let's hear her one more time. Like it's not really going to make a difference, you know. She okay. So apparently she fucked the brother. And was like, we've done it before, so it's not going to make a difference, you know. <laughs> oh, I get it now. Oh, oh. when you it's put not it like really that, I get it. No. I love it. I love it. Oh, I'm really disappointed in us. I really thought my chocolate okay. theory was going to play out. Okay, I'm switched on. I'm switched on. I'm, I'm going to. You I'm know how get, the game works now. I'm, no, I'm going to get the rest right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's have the next one. Wow. 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 It's so good. That's chocolate. No, I don't know. (laughs) I really don't know. I feel like this person's literally eating Nutella out of the jar. Like, just literally just feeding herself Nutella. They could be eating anything, Scott. I, I, I'm going to go with chocolate. I think it's chocolate. Oh, I'm... Oh. Everyone, everyone needs- I don't know, but why is this person, like... Do we? What do we think? Like, reality TV show, or, like... No. This is not reality TV. I don't think it's off reality TV. Maybe... I don't know. Like, maybe, but. like, uh, one of those YouTube mukbangs where people, like, eat food on camera. Maybe. Yes. Oh, it could yes, be, like, yes. ASMR, but, like, eating chocolate. Yeah, because they're, like, right up in the... They're so good. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. I think it's chocolate. I'm going to say it is chocolate as well. And I think this is from like an ASMR YouTube video. No, porn. ASMR eating a chocolate bar. Nailed it. High five. Yes. So proud of us. So proud of us. (laughs) Really, really happy with that. All right. Next one. I don't know if I can keep going anymore. <laughs> I, I, I feel him. I, I'm, I, I completely empathise with this man. Whether he's eating the chocolate or having sex, uh, I've, I've been there. Oh, on both occasions. The both occasions. Oh, you know when you, you know you treat yourself to a load of chocolate and then you're just lying in your own filth. And is, is this just me? Like eating the chocolate and you're like, I don't know if I can keep going anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, just me. Well, I, I, I now I'm having like a porn image in my head. Like he's just like just in one girl. Now he's like he says this for the for like the next one like to jump on. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like I just can't, you know. But I feel like that is. Forget, I, I I may be wrong, but like <laughs> I feel like that's not very sexy. You know, if you're making porn, you're trying to make it seem like oh hot and like yeah, let's fuck and then let's fuck again. I bam, 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 bam. And he, if, if you've got a guy being like, oh, I don't know if I can carry on anymore. Like, that that doesn't seem... Well, you never know. You just don't know what it is. It could be an old man. You never know because it's just different. It's all different out there, right? So it could be an old man saying that yeah. in the porn industry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know if I can keep going anymore. He sounds so sad. He sounds so sad. Okay. I, d- I want to give this man a hug. Which, in whichever situation, <laughs> I, I really want to hug him. Ah, uh, maybe I, it's a chocolate eating contest, isn't it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a porn one. Do you think? Yeah, we're gonna disagree. I think it's chocolate, and I think it's like a chocolate eating contest of some description. Um, okay. And you think it's not porn? 
No, I think it is. Oh, you think it is porn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I do think it is. Hit us with the answers. Oh. Not porn. I tried every flavor of Japanese Kit Kat. Yeah, it makes so much sense. It's from a BuzzFeed video. Oh. So, and I mean, I, th- I feel like, because I've been, at, you know that you have those like foreign food shops. Yes. And they sell like all the different Kit Kats and there's like hundreds of them. Yeah. So I, I, I completely understand this man's dismay. <laughs> I don't know if I can keep going anymore. Oh, bless him. He sounds so sad. I just had a totally pic- different picture <laughs> on my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so well, like... I'm, I'm, I'm beating you, Scott. Okay. It's 2-1. Oh. <laughs> Next one. Poopy's hungry. we got a lot of work to do over here. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, that's a poor one. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I, I feel like it's porn, but I also feel like... I, uh, Tricky producers maybe trying to trip us up. He's hungry. We got a lot of work to do over here. <laughs> What's he banging? Like what? I, I don't know. But what, like, trying to get, what was he? To- if it's chocolate, what does he mean? We got a lot of work to do. Oh, I mean, uh, like it was like a bunch of chocolate or something. Like you got to eat. I don't know. Uh, yeah, like I don't know. Like maybe it's like another chocolate eating contest. No, I okay, think well, but no. But what's the porn then? He's so hungry. We've got a lot of work to. What's going on there? Well, he's obviously hungry f- for a man's penis or a woman's vagina, yeah, or you, something, isn't he? I, I like, guess so. You know, I suppose so. <laughs> All right, I'm go- I'm with you. I'm going to say porn. Okay. Are you saying porn as well? Yeah. Okay. And it is <laughs> porn. Yes. Horny wife makes stepdaughter share cock. While dad cooks. <laughs> oh, oh, so he's least... literally talking about food. Literally. So the... Oh. He's hungry. We got a lot of work to do over here. Oh. oh. And I, I was kind of right because it was like more than two people in, in there. So You were correct. You were well done. Really, really proud of you. No, I've got to do mine now. It's just kicking off. Well, it, well it's 3-2 it's, it's, uh, it's to me. Just saying. Okay. So, uh, how many? A, is there one more left? There's one more left. Oh, okay. Okay. So you can only draw. With, no, wait. Yeah, I can. No, you can win. Can you win? You're on three and one two. One yeah, more. we can only draw. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, bitch! <laughs> I think that's chocolate. Do you? Yeah. Or what, what? In what context is I that think- chocolate? I don't know. I, I mean, just... it's, it must be a really good chocolate bar. Yeah. I've not eaten a Toblerone before. I get that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love Toblerone. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's chocolate anyway. I, it could be like a, like a YouTuber thing. I th- I, I'm seeing yeah. like YouTubers messing around and like trying like foreign candy or foreign chocolate or yeah, something. that's what I'm picturing. But I also, I don't know, I just feel like it could be porn. Let's have it again. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Oh. She makes me laugh. You know what? I really wish it's porn. I think it's not porn. Yeah, because you've got to like picture me an image. If it was, like, what would she be doing? I think it's not porn. But okay. I'm going to say porn because I really, really want it to be porn. What are you saying? Chocolate. You're saying chocolate? Yeah. All right. The answers, please. It's yes. not porn. Oh my god! It's Trisha Paytas chocolate donut mukbang, and I literally almost said, "Oh my god, is this like a Trisha Paytas video?" 
But yeah, three three. Of course, it's Trisha Paytas. I knew I recognised her voice. Let's have her one more time. Bitch. You should tell her that I thought that was porn. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. You should tell her that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was was something else. I feel like that's the best round of that game we've ever played. (laughs) Whoever put these together, I'm thoroughly impressed. Um, uh, We're (laughs) going to be doing some sex confessions soon, Scott. Are you excited for that? Very. Yeah, I'm open. Yeah, okay, you didn't sound very excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited. Um, we're going to be reacting to your sex confession. So if you do want to send any in, you can do that by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com. It's completely anonymous. Um, so don't worry about us sharing your deepest, darkest, darkest secrets on air. Um, and also, if you have any questions about sex and relationships or anything like that, then feel free to send those in as well. So it's Callum at foobarradio.com. Should we have a bit more music, Scott? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, this is Million Voices, Otto Knows. Fubar Radio presents. Uh, we're joined now by Callum Lynch. Who's your mum? Yeah, she's called Neve Cusack. Okay. Why would I know Neve Cusack? Because she's Callum Lynch's mother. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's been in a number of TV shows. She, uh, yeah, she's done. Heartbeat. She, yeah, she Heartbeat. Heartbeat. Yeah, she was she not going out with the Nick Berry character? Or not going out. She's going out with the Nick Berry character. Yeah, in in Heart. I can't remember. Yeah, you done Nick Berry? No, it's, yeah. he's not. He's not. Oh. Are you sure? I don't think so. Have you met Nick Berry? Are you sure? Have you met Nick Berry? How quick did we go from fucking promoting this show to? <laughs> Every Monday from 2pm Fubar Radio I was just having a conversation with Scott while we were listening to the music there about a, 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 a little situation I got myself in this morning um, <laughs> so basically I got, I got on the train this morning and I made eye contact with this like beautiful, beautiful boy and I was like oh my god I'm a little bit in love with him and there was no seats on this train by the way so I was stood up and then the lady, mm. the lady sat next to this beautiful boy, got up and got off the train, and that and th- the seat became available. So I like quickly went and sat down next to him. And then obviously, because I tweet my entire life, I got I got on the Twitter and I started like tweeting, "Oh my God, there's this really hot boy on the train, and I'm sat next to him. What do I do?" And then, and then this is where the debate comes in because I don't know whether I'm an absolute creep or not. Scott's looking okay. at me. He's, he looks very concerned. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I just, I, I really, I, I thought he was really pretty, and I, I, he was listening to Shrek the musical. Okay, now I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that just because you're listening to Shrek the musical that that makes you a homosexual. I'm not. I'm absolutely not. But I don't know that many straight men who would who would listen to Shrek the musical. Like in general, I feel like gay men do. When I go and see a musical, I, I find myself surrounded by gay men. Yes. So I, yes. I took this as an indication that he may be a homosexual. So I, so then I was kind of like paying attention to what he was doing. And I know you shouldn't like look over people's shoulders and see what they're doing on their phone. But <laughs> I, I, I just liked him, and I wanted to know. Like, if he was gay, if I could, like, maybe ask him out. Um, so I, I, was, I was doing a little bit of peering over his shoulder, which I know is naughty. Um, and he started, like, liking, like, topless pictures of guys and stuff on Instagram. And I was like, oh, he's, he's definitely gay. <laughs> and then he went to his own Instagram profile. And I, like, saw his Instagram name. So I made a mental note of it. And um, 
Yeah. So I didn't follow him on Instagram, but I have his Instagram and I quite want to like message him, but I feel like such a creep. Like he's going to be like, what the fuck? Like how, like, what do I say? Hey, I saw you on the train and I peered over your shoulder to get your Instagram so I could message you because I think you're cute. Do you know what? You know, like when he was like liking like the shirtless men. Yeah. I think maybe that was like a hint like to you because you sat next to him at this point, right? Well, I did maybe wonder. And he's like, because I, I like men and this is my Instagram, you know, giving you like signals. Well, yeah, right there. because I, I, I put Sean Mendes on and made sure he could see my phone because I thought, you know, like that gives him a clue that I <laughs> might be gay. Um, and I also kept opening my Instagram, <laughs> hoping. <laughs> oh my god, I'm such a loser. I'm such a creep. no. I'm, no, I'm, you're not. I'm a romantic. I yes. just want to fall in love, Scott. That's all it is. Yeah, honestly, well, these are people do it on the tube for God's sake. That's <laughs> right. And then if it's dark, it's dark down there, so people can see reflections in the mirror, right? What you're watching, or yeah, what you're yeah. doing, anyway. Yeah, it's exactly. It's fine. But so. What do you want me to say? What you should do? I, want, I I need advice. That's that's why we're bringing this up. Okay, so you got his Instagram name, yeah. so we know that. So what I think you should do is to how how approaching to say one of your friends that you follow was liking a couple of those photos, or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, that comes on your feed because okay. you like the, the, the section like the people you follow and what they're liking and yeah, and just said us and then just so and just. Like messaging because were you the guy who was on like the tube or the train this morning? And they'd be like, "Yeah." Because ah, oh, oh, I that, was sat oh, next uh, to you. I was like, "Oh, that, <laughs> that was me." <laughs> He's gonna see right through that. He's gonna be like, "Bullshit!" Like, no. well, this is the only way I think I can you can approach <laughs> it. In the way, I just wouldn't know what other way. Or you just say, "I saw your Instagram and I thought I liked you." So. Well, that's what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking is maybe I'll leave it a few days, a few weeks, a few months, maybe a couple of years. You're going to forget about it by then? No, but, but but then, like, down the line, then I can just, like, follow him and be like, oh, I just stumbled upon your Instagram. Never mention the fact that I saw him on the train. Ever. Even mm. if we get married, he will never know that. You never know. He might like he might know you because you're out there. Like people know your face. You never know. And he's, if he's... Obviously, we know he's gay. So what if he's, like, being... Watch, he's, like... YouTube, like watching I mean, it's videos, possible, but I don't, I don't, I don't think so. You never know, though. I, it's possible. It's See, possible. He may know that. you straight away. Well, it may what? be too embarrassed yeah, to say anything. Yeah, but then, anything. like, what if, like, okay, so let's pretend that's true. What if he was following me on Twitter and he's seeing me like write these creepy tweets <laughs> about him? I know I can't I can't say I don't know what to say because <laughs> they'd be like unless has anyone replied saying no that was me no oh okay oh you have been checking them no, one so of my good. friends one of my friends did once tweet to the beautiful boy I just passed in the train station and made eye contact with I'm so sorry I didn't say hi if you see this please message me and within an hour they messaged him and they went on a date oh wow see so the power of social media exactly and you never know you know just what? Check I, check the replies. Check I, the replies. I think I just need to write this one off. I think this is never going to happen. I think I've ruined it for myself. If like, you do change your mind, let me know because I, I want to see this. I, w- I, w- I will do story I'll, to the end. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. Yes. All right. Okay. So 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 that's my confession for the day. Um, you lovely lovely listeners have been sending in your confessions. Uh, so we're going to have a little read of these now and react to them. So the first one is my straight friend. He's a man. I'm a gay man was super hot and me and my friends thought that he was gay. I crushed on him. We talked. He seemed gay. He later tells me he's straight. He's cancelled. Cancelled in capital letters. 
Flash forward a year later, and I'm sat on his couch, m- making out and sucking him off. Guess people really change. Huh. So are we saying that this guy isn't actually straight, or that he is just a straight man who enjoys having sex with men sometimes? Because there are people out there who identify as straight, and but oh, they yes. have dabbled. Um, yes, yeah. So that is a thing, and you know they 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 don't say they're bisexual, they don't say they're gay, they choose to identify as straight. They're predominantly 99% perhaps attracted to women but mm. they have fooled around with guys so I'm not sure what this is I don't know if this is a guy who's later come out as gay or if he's straight hmm I don't know is it tricky because I thought first maybe he's in, just in denial because then the year later yeah yeah, yeah. thing um, but Oh, I don't know. Well, it's a tricky one. Um, well, congratulations for, you know, getting with the guy you wanted. It sounds 100% above board. It sounds consensual. It sounds like you both had a great time. So, yeah. I mean, if nothing else... Just c- go on for the round two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maybe. like, yeah, keep going back. So, so, sounds like a great time. I, yeah. I, have you ever um, had any instances with straight men or people who said they were straight or people who said they were straight and later came out as gay or anything like that never 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 um i think i have dated like straight acting guys mm. um but no nothing i haven't experienced like a straight man or someone come out like nothing like that no i haven't yeah. i, I feel like maybe like I, I do love my justin but i feel like maybe i missed out in that way <laughs> You missed out on the on the straight boys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've had a I've had a couple of experiences um, with with guys who you know there, there, there was one guy when I was a lot younger and we used to do stuff all the time, um, but he completely identified as straight. Um, he ended up marrying a woman and having kids, and but a, a small mm. part of me can't help but wonder, you know, it, it, it's just I'm in the back of my mind. I'm always like the possibility of he is actually gay and he's kind of lived this life as a straight man because that's what society's told him to do and if that's the case that's really sad but i really don't believe it is i believe that he's straight and i believe that he you know he's happily married and he has a kid and all that stuff like and that's and that's wonderful i just mm. i think sexuality is so interesting and we we're so quick to put all these labels and things on just you, you know we're we're obsessed with labels and I, I just think it's I just think it's interesting. And there's been a couple of yeah. other situations as well. Like me and my ex, we used to have threesomes with this guy who um I mean, naughty us because he had a girlfriend, but and again he completely identified as straight, but he just said that he wanted to fool around with some guys and that was a fairly regular thing for a little while. Mm. But um, you do hear a lot of like a lot of men, like straight men who want to dabble. Yeah. You do like I, th- I really honest. I think a lot of probably a lot of straight men do at least like ninety nine percent. But I, bought, I <laughs> but know. just on the flip side of that, I do know a couple. I, the majority of my gay friends they just want to have sex with men. But I do know a couple who are kind of interested in the idea of having sex with a woman, and they're they're not ruling it out, but they identify as gay. Mm. So, oh, I could never. I could never kiss. Well, I kiss my friends like when, I pit, when I'm pissed, but uh, now that's all it goes. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be with a woman no. either. Um, yeah, I'm, and I play I'm like my gay. one friend's got really big like tits, and I just like juggle around. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I couldn't see that anyway in a sexual way ever. Yeah, yeah, and I, ever. I, I, 
I, I, I, I understand. Because I've never had sex with a woman. Yeah, no, me either. I've never. So like, no. that, does that still mean like we're a virgin or not a virgin? I that, think that's like. Yeah, I think hesitant. the actual definition of being a virgin or, or virginity is having penetrative sex between a penis and a vagina. I, I believe that's which right. Yeah, technically makes an awful lot of people virgins: gay men, lesbian women, a lot of trans people. You know, and yeah, straight people even who don't have penetrative sex. Penetrative sex you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, just, I, I really don't like the the kind of that rigidness around virginity. I think virginity is something personal to a person, mm. and you know that can be quantified in whatever way that person so chooses. If if you consider, I believe if you consider the first time you got a hand job to be you losing your virginity, then fine. Like that's that's up to you to make that decision. Yeah, because yeah. virginity isn't real. It's this made-up construct. So why can't people decide what counts and what doesn't count? Yeah. I, I mm. actually count um, losing my virginity as the first time I was the receptive partner um, during anal sex. I consider that that when I lost my virginity, which is really really interesting because now I've grown up and I don't actually have anal sex. It's really interesting that I still consider that to be the factor of when I lost my virginity because I was yes. having a lot of sex before that that wasn't penetrative. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yes, yeah, yeah. But like, a lot of people ask me as well, like you know, how many like sexual partners have you been with, or like how many people, like, how many people like sex people, like people you had sex with. Um, but I was, I always ask the question, like, what do you mean, like all the way? Are we just talking like handjob mm-hmm. and, and blowjob? Because like to me, it's like if I'm t- like if it's like not all the way, then it doesn't it doesn't even count. Well, what about? Because so, so, I, I, I don't have anal sex I haven't for many, many years now um, If I was to quantify sex by penetrative sex Then I've only really had sex with one person Okay. Or, well, there was a time when I had sex with that person And another guy at the same time So I guess that m- makes it two well, so if I asked you the question, what would you give me the answer? Like, the, the, you went all the way or, like, every single person so you kind I of count, I, been with? See, I don't count every guy I've fooled around with. I don't really know how I... I don't know. There's no... Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they asked him, like, what do you mean? I just... <laughs> like, always, I just know me. which ones I count and which ones I don't. Like, if I'm at a house party with somebody and I end up putting my hand down their pants and maybe we're, like, making out a little bit, then I wouldn't count that. No. But... There are mm-hmm. other, but there are quite similar situations which I would count. So it's, it, yeah, I, I know who I, you can remember probably. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's very different because on one hand you could say that I've only had sex with one or two per- people, yeah. and on the other you could say that I've had sex with a much larger number that I'm not going to disclose. <laughs> Shall we have some music, Scott? Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Fubar Radio presents Tom Williams, football journalist. Welcome, Tom. A big theme of the book is 
the way that different countries look at football. In Kenya, there's loads of ones to do with snakes. I have to see if I can remember how to pronounce it. It's Kukanyaga Nyoka, which uh-huh. is Swahili, and it means to step on a snake. And to step on a snake is a metaphor they use for when someone has a shot at the ball and just misses it completely. What we call an air shot in English. That's so good. Someone does that in a football match in Kenya. Oh, we stepped on a snake. Because if you live in Kenya, then you know presumably yeah. what it's like to step, step on a snake. On a snake. <laughs> you, know, you probably know someone who does. Every Tuesday. From 4pm. Fubar Radio. Should we have some more confessions, Scott? Yep, let's go for it. Do you want to read one? Oh, no, you go. You go. <laughs> but like, I just like to... You just like to sit back think and, and, and when you're singing out. <laughs> All right. Okay, the next one. The boy I'm dating has a horrible sneeze. He sounds like a plane landing in the ocean. He does it a lot during sex. What should I do? Um, I'm, I'm actually kind of low-key impressed that he's able to sneeze during sex. I yeah, don't that's think multitasking. I don't think I've ever sneezed during sex. No. Coughed. A cough, a little cough, yeah. yeah. But a sneeze. How is he managing yeah. that? Are you bringing pepper into the bedroom? Uh, <laughs> and they say as well that, like, a, a sneeze is supposed to be, like, one-eighth of an orgasm or something. Yeah, like, the, because, that. And it is quite pleasurable to sneeze. Yeah, and I like, sneeze three times in a row, like, every morning. You're going to think this is really <laughs> gross, but, like, ejaculating is a little bit like sneezing, just from a different area. Do you know what I mean? It's that same kind of feeling. Well, I never thought of it like that. But I know you mean it's like... It's like a... A release. It's like a dick sneeze. Like, get out. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, a, li- a little bit. Um, what, so what should this person do? I, I'm not sure what you can do. Unless, unless he's got like... If he's got any animals, like cats or, do- or something, and they're kind of like allergic. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Like maybe... Is, is some, yeah, is something triggering the sneezes? Because, like, if if I was dating a guy who had an absolutely diabolical sneeze that I hated, like, I feel like people don't sneeze that often. Like, I don't spend my life mm. sneezing. You know, it's a rare occurrence. Yeah. But so, this is, like, every time. But if he's sneezing every time, maybe there's something triggering. Maybe he's, maybe he's allergic to something. Um that's going to be my advice. If he's yeah. sneezing all the time, maybe maybe there's a reason for that. And maybe... Ask a doctor. I don't know. I do have one request, though. You have a request? Yeah, for this person. Oh, for this person. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, just maybe record it, because I really want to hear it. <laughs> I wanna, oh, I my wanna, God. Like, I would I love to hear it. Sneeze. I want to hear the sneeze, guys. Just he's, that bit. He sounds um, like a plane landing in the ocean. Yeah. I want to hear what like, <laughs> it sounds like. So just maybe, like, email that into you and send it to me. One of my friends is really into planes. Maybe they should go out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With this thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Got you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, ask a doctor. I don't know. Sorry. Terrible advice. All right. Next one. I had sex with I had sex with a gay bar manager in the staff toilets whilst they were sealed off for construction whilst the club night was on. I mean, I applaud you. That's living your best life by the, by the sounds of it. Um, and, you know, the toilets were sealed off. You were in private. You were doing your thing. You were mm. with the manager of the club, so you weren't anywhere you were supposed to be. This all, this, nothing wrong with this. Sounds excellent. I don't think nothing's wrong with it. I think there's something, I've never done it. I, I think there's something quite hot about it, though, because it almost feels like they're breaking the rules, even though they're not actually breaking the rules. Well, yeah, they're meant to be working. <laughs> oh, they're what? both meant to be. I think so. I don't know the if... The club night was on. Yeah, but I don't know if this person is working at the club. Oh. They could have just been like attending the club. Oh, okay. Spot the manager. Oh, that's oh. totally fine. Yeah, you're absolutely. a guest to this club. That's fine. Whatever. You were with the manager, so yeah. You were... a... good for you. Good for you. That sounds like a great time, to be honest. Yeah. 
All right, next one. Kind of thought I was always weird having this type of fetish. Mushroom-headed cocks have turned me on since I saw a friend's back in high school. Anyone else enjoy them as much as I do? Um, aren't all penises, like, mushroom-headed? Or does he that really mean, like, really emphasised mushroom-head? You mean a huge thing? Yeah, top. like, I guess they mean where the, where, the, where the head of the penis is a lot bigger than the rest of it. I don't know. I think, yeah, like... Yeah, okay. I'm like picturing it in my head when you're saying it. <laughs> like, okay, I know what you mean. I, 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 think, I, think, I think everyone um, has something that like they like. Yeah. Wherever it is, and obviously this is what this person likes, so no. Nothing, nothing's wrong with that at all. I have never had... I, I've been with a fair few guys, and I've never undressed a guy and gone, don't like that dick, ever been with all different sizes and shapes and i've liked every one i think you know I, I i've never been in a situation where i've been like i don't like that i don't want that mm. so you know i'm i'm into i'm into a mushroom head i'm also into a what non-mushroom head big mushroom head big big mushroom <laughs> head mushroom headed cocks have turned me on since i saw a friends back in high school good good for you and also good for you yes. for recognizing what you like um i i support you <laughs> <laughs> all right next one Hey Callum, I have a question and I hope you can help me. I hope I can help you too. I've been secretly going out with someone who used to go to my school. We've been going out for a year now, but we still keep it secret like going on walks or going to neighbouring towns to go out. And I get he's not out yet and I completely respect that, but I feel like I'm an experiment to him. And he's not into things like talking or getting to know each other, but he wants to experiment. And I want, want it to work out because it's so hard to find other gay kids, but I don't feel he's serious about going out. What what should I do? I think this is a really, really tricky one because I think you should always put yourself first in these situations. And I think mm-hmm. if somebody isn't giving you what you need, then you need to be able to communicate that with that person. So it sounds like this person, it's it sounds like you have a sexual relationship and you have a kind of friendship, but you want to take it to a more intimate, more romantic level. And it sounds like this person isn't giving that back to you. Which is really difficult because you have a need that's not being met. So I think, I think that you need to raise that with this person. Um, I think that's really, really important. Um, and if they don't respond to it, that, then I'm not sure what to do in that situation. Because obviously this person is going through their own difficulties. They're trying to figure themselves out. And I feel like they might not be able to give you what you need until they've figured themselves out. So the question yeah. is... Do you want to put their needs above yours and, 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 and kind of help them go through that process? Or do you want to put your own needs first and be like, look, I really like you, but this doesn't work. And I, and I do appreciate that there's not a lot of gay kids around you, um, but I, I don't know how old you are. But, you know, when you leave school and things, it's certainly for me, I met an awful lot of gay people after I left school and realized yeah. that actually there weren't just three gay people in the world. There was hundreds of thousands of them. Mm. So it's really, it's a really, really tricky one. Um, my number one piece of advice would be to try and talk to them, though. And I get that they're closed off and that's difficult. But, you know, I think you really need to state your needs. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I, like, I was like reading again. But what you said, yeah, I think... Like, I don't know. I think, yeah, you may, I think it's a good thing if this person like, steps away... And let this person do what he needs to do because he's not out yet. And it's not an age you can come out whenever time you want. But obviously this person is like, I feel like, 
it's holding you back a little bit because obviously you want so many things like probably get married have kids all these different things yeah sorry and then um yeah this person because he's not ready to come out yet which is completely fine yeah so i think you would just have to have a just an adult conversation and just say even though you're a kid to have an adult conversation kind of yeah, yeah. sure just tweet about it i don't know <laughs> but like you know just just sit down and say listen i want this if you don't want that you were not on the same page then yeah. obviously it's best to kind of go, separate for a while to kind of just grow on your own and then come back because I, I didn't have a proper relationship when i was like 25 yeah 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 that was a long time <laughs> so long uh yeah i think I, I i think that's i think that's excellent advice scott um that actually brings us to the end of the show you have been an absolutely amazing, amazing guest. Um, if people want to find you, if people want to listen to your podcast, where can they do that? Um, Twitter is the best way, which is at Scotty McGlynn. Uh, the podcast is on like Apple, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and it's just literally the Scott McGlynn show. Massive. Amazing. Thank well, you so much for having me, Callum. Thank you. Thank you too. so much. You've <laughs> been an absolute treat. All right. I'm going to play you out with a little bit of The Wolves by Ben Howard. See you later. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.